My brother, welcome to the Have It All Marriage for the Have It All Life podcast, where your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. And that's really what we're talking about here today is how to do it God's way and how to stay out of his way. And so the topic for today's podcast is the four horsemen of the dead marriage. And this is something that with 20,000 breakthrough calls, I've had the privilege of seeing inside 20,000 failing marriages. And while I will be the first to tell you that there are things that men can do that can end their marriage in one single action, think about if she catches him in bed with a, a, a teenage cheerleader in her bed, But the thing is, man, is what I've observed also is that 99 times out of 100, even when those horrific marriage ending events occur, they occur inside a dead marriage walking, just a dead marriage that she has not either built the strength or the courage or the determination or had the emotional and and, and financial bandwidth maybe to, to divorce that man. But what I'm going to tell you is that leading up to those horrific events and leading up to events where you may see that the man may may or may not have done any of those things is a marriage that is already dead. And what has killed that marriage is the four horsemen of the dead marriage. So let's talk about horseman number one, problem number one. And what that is, is that when she has been unhappy in the marriage and she has reached out and exposed her heart even further, which is harder for her to be vulnerable inside of a space where she doesn't want to be vulnerable because she's been hurt and let down and disappointed and treated in a way that she doesn't feel that she should be treated. What you respond with is what I call the monster, the blamer, the shamer, the defender, the deflector, the guy who makes it all her fault, the guy who is, is he's quick to bring up how much money he makes, what, what a great life he's given her, how she can scroll back through her phone and look at all the pictures of all the happy vacations that he's taken her on. And, and, and how, could, how could she say that he's failing in the marriage when he's giving her that and most women could only dream of it? And so what this monster does is he teaches her that it's not safe to share the affairs of her heart with her husband, the man who is supposed to be the guardian and the protector of that heart. And that's problem number one. Horseman or problem number two is when she takes the affairs and concerns of her heart and she lays them on her husband. And look, man, I'm the first to tell you, they don't always do it in a way that's kind or loving. They do it in a way that provokes a lot of negative emotion. And so when she provokes that negative emotion and she she got problem number one, and this man sees the problem number one is a, a fast pass to the divorce court, he pulls another tool out of his tool bag. It's problem number two. And problem number two is that he curls up into a ball. He gets into a fetal position. He basically says something that sounds a lot like, I'm sorry, mommy, I will do better. I'll stop disappointing you. I'll do whatever you say. And this becomes empty promises. And what she learns with problem number two 
is that it's not productive to share her heart with the man who she married to keep her safe and to lead her to a better life. So now with problem number one in her head, it's not safe. And problem number two in her head, it's not productive. We run into problem number three. And problem number three is that you are not showing up as the man. Now the man is neither the monster nor the mama's boy. The man is a man who can create a safe and loving and healthy and warm and open environment for her to unleash her unhappiness, to unleash her course corrections, to unleash her criticisms, to unleash her feedback as to how her husband is performing inside the marriage. Now, she's, she can't do that, man. And you can't do that because you are either the monster or the mama's boy or, or, or some combination of both and vacillating between the two. And the man is never showing up. That's problem number three. Because if the man were able to show up, what the man would be able to do is he would be able to not only create this safe space for her, but he would also have the elite level communication skills necessary to navigate those communications such that she feels better after the communication and the conversation than before. Now this is key and this is critical. If, if she has a problem and she comes to you and she interacts with you and then she feels better, well, she's going to get a hit of dopamine and she's going to addict and she's going to want more. And so as she works through whatever problems there are, it might seem like they're infinite right now. I've been there, brother, but they're not infinite. Eventually, what's going to happen is you're going to get to the bottom of them. And because you're showing up as the man, they're getting resolved. But see, here's the problem. You're not able to show up as the man. Because when she comes around the corner with that tone in her voice and that look in her eye, letting you know that once again you have failed in the marriage, well, then, then, then the monster comes out of the cage. The mama's boy comes out of the, the crib. And, and the next thing you know, you're vomiting these negative emotions on her. My brother, you're the leader in this space. You're the leader in every space. You're the leader in the emotional space. And when you start vomiting emotions... She's going to vomit emotions. If she's vomiting emotions, you need to be holding her hair back, holding the bucket, and letting her get it out without making her even sicker. You know how when somebody pukes, it might make you gag or feel like puking yourself? Well, when she starts puking, if you're weak as a man, then you're not able to start or to prevent yourself from, from gagging and spitting. And the next thing you know, you're puking. And now she's puking and you're puking and nobody walks away feeling better than that. So because you're not able to show up as this man, what ends up happening is she's, she's boxed into a corner. It's not safe to share her heart with her husband. It's not productive to share her heart with her husband. And when she does try to share her heart with her husband, it's an incredibly negative experience that only leaves her feeling worse. This brings up the fourth horseman. The fourth, hu- the fourth horseman, the fourth problem, is that she shuts down and she's not willing to even try. 
This is when most men get on the phone with us. This is when most men end up enrolling in our program because they have let this go so far that it's at a point where she has just resolved that there is no fixing this and there is nothing positive that is going to come from even trying to fix it. Now, part of problem number four is the fact that most of you who are listening to this, and it was me too, brother, it was me too, I'm not saying this to, to, to dump on you, most of us as men had no idea this is where it was headed. We, we thought we were working out problems. We thought, okay, nobody's going to get along perfectly. Okay, that's just the way that it is. You know, she'll get over it. It'll blow over. But, but what we as men don't realize before we're trained is that this is going to lead to the fourth horseman of her being shut down. Now, when she shuts down, if you don't have a way to open her up, your marriage is dead. And if you're still married and she's still having sex with you and she's still raising your kids and she's still under the same roof, it's a dead marriage walking. And it's only a matter of time before somebody turns her head, somebody talks her into leaving you, she ends up getting therapy, the therapist tells her that she never loved you to start with, and the next thing you know, you're facing the papers or the separation, the financial devastation, and the, and the heart-crushing, life-changing changes that are ahead for your children. So, let's talk about the four possibilities that are the opposite of these four horsemen. Possibility number one, you learn to tame that monster, and that monster is under control. Do you need that monster sometimes for business? Yes. Do you need that monster if something goes bump in the night and you need to defend your wife and your kids? Yes. But do you learn a way where you, you never expose your wife to even one of the claws or one of the fangs of that monster? And she understands that that monster is there to protect her, but never to put her in a place where she doesn't feel safe emotionally or physically or in any other way. When you do this, you open up a space where it becomes safe for her to share her emotions and to say whatever she needs to say, whatever is on her mind. And she knows the monster is never going to get out of the cage. Now, because it's safe to share her, her, her heart's concerns, now she's willing to share her heart's concerns. The same thing would be with possibility number two. Possibility number two is the mama's boy never comes out of the cage. If the mama's boy never comes out of the cage because you have built a frame of certainty and confidence and strength and an ability to generate and, and hold in the space of joy and bliss and forgiveness and compassion and empathy, that when your wife is talking to you, she finds a strong version of you, a, a man who is both kind and strong, not a monster, but who can own his own failure inside the marriage despite whatever her failures are, and not try to keep score, but to look at her in the face and have a conversation about his failure without anything clouding his body or his emotions or what his body is giving off that has anything to do with her failure. And inside of that space, she sees that it is now productive to have conversations with you. Possibility number three, because you have tamed the monster and caged him, because you have tamed the mama's boy and caged him, now you can show up as the man. 
And when you show up as the man, you lead your wife into a better emotional space in every interaction, even the interactions where she's calling you out, telling you that you failed, and and bringing you to a place of being face-to-face with how you have failed her. And you know what? She feels better after that interaction than before. And inside of that space, you are showing up as the man. What that does is it opens up space and possibility for possibility number four, whereas that she lets down her walls. She lets down her guard. She becomes willing to work on the marriage, willing to talk about the issues, willing to work through them, willing to compromise, willing to take a look at herself and be a better wife and a better woman and be better for you, willing to make sacrifices to make this marriage work because problem number one has been solved with possibility number one and problem number two has been solved with possibility number two and problem number three has been solved with possibility number three and problem number four has been solved with possibility number four. In this way, you eradicate the four horsemen of the dead marriage and you literally turn your marriage around. Now, how do you pull this off? What is the path? What I'm going to tell you is it is, it is a, a deep and intensive work on yourself to become that strong as a man. You have to understand, brother, that if you need to rise, if you're challenged and being called to rise in this moment, then it means that by definition you have fallen. And if you have fallen, it means you must come face to face with the fact that the man you are today is a weaker version of the potential of who you could be. And that weaker man is not able to pull this stuff off. So you must step forth into a new identity, into a new man. Version 1.0 of you must die. That is the frog in the fairy tale. Version 2.0 of you, the prince and then the king, must rise from the ashes of the frog. That is, that, that is the king in the fairy tale who treats her like a queen. That is the guy who gets a happy, dancing, tickling, teasing, playful, cuddling wife. A woman who adores him. A woman who drops her phone when he walks in the door, runs up to him with a smile on her face, kisses him with soft lips, compliments him, becomes his cheerleader, who looks at him with eyes of desire and appreciation and respect. And if that's what you want, then here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to www.realmanrevolution.com, www.realmanrevolution.com, and I'll see you on the other side.